The following podcast contains spoilers for When Angels Sleep and Bird Box. You have been warned. Everybody to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, here with Miguel Magusto. And it's super fitting this week because uh, we do have a Spanish movie in this lineup. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we so, do uh, indeed. Como esta, Miguel? Uh, I almost responded in German. Bien, E2? Well, mal. To be honest, mal. It's fine. I don't even know what that means. I didn't take Spanish. I'm pretty sure it's fine. Okay. Uh, how are you doing, Glenn? Not bad. Um, finally getting over this fitting uh, cough that I've had. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still in the midst of mine. Well, I'll pass mine on to you. That's what it seems like oh, what happened. Apparently over hundreds of miles and the <laughs> internet, I have gotten sick from you. That that damn virus. <laughs> That damn, damn <laughs> virus. All right, so since last week, have you seen any movies that are worth noting, Glenjamin? I have not. Um, I have been watching the, uh, remember that Castlevania show I was telling you about? Like, yeah, yeah. When we first started. I have started to pick that back up a little bit. Watched two or three episodes this week, but other than that, I haven't watched Jack. Literally, mm. that uh, Robin Williams movie. I haven't watched that movie. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That was a terrible joke. Uh, <laughs> I kind of got back into the swing of things and saw a bunch of movies last week. Oh I boy. saw, including the two for the episode, I saw seven, Jeez. maybe six. Um, I saw Holmes and Watson, which may be the first time I, in my history that I've seen a movie with terrible ratings that deserved the terrible ratings. Interesting. Uh, completely, at least. Um you know, sometimes I can find the uh, I did the wanna, silver lining in, in certain things, but that was just awful. Yeah, I did want to sit down and watch that. I did a theater walk for it the other day, but I was like, I think it was that one. Yeah. It was like a courthouse scene. I was like, I don't see why it's that bad. And then, it's, it's not without its humor, but yeah. it's just, not especially good. with those two, it leaves so much to be desired. And it's just, it's just, it was awkward. It was, it felt like a bunch of. Well, I mean, it was like a bunch of 50-year-old guys trying to make a movie that teenagers could laugh to. Yeah. Um, and um, they failed miserably. Sounds, sounds bad. I right. mean, I'm not teenagers, so maybe teenagers are laughing at it. We'd have to yeah. check with them. Uh, I'm also curious to see if it was the PG-13 rating. Like, if it was rated R, it would have been funnier because these two kind of play off each other really well. And with improv, they probably say, were cursing a <clears throat> Yeah. Anyway, but I also saw Vice, uh, directed by Adam McKay, uh, starring Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Steve Carell, Sam Rockwell. A uh, mm -hmm. movie about Dick Cheney. That uh, guy. Yeah, it's nominated for six Golden Globes, uh, which, you know, if anyone heard me rant about the Golden Globes this year, this one actually kind of deserves it. It was a really good movie. Um, really depressing because... Much of it is very true and, and yeah. makes you kind of feel hopeless. But uh, yeah, there we go. There we have it. <laughs> I did some theater walks for that one. It yeah. really uh, juked me out when they had like a credit scene in, in the middle of the movie. 
Yeah. I, oh, oh my god. Walking <laughs> for a theater walk. And I'm like, wait, what? So yeah, before Dick Cheney even becomes vice president, there's a, like the credits start rolling. You know, like happy ending kind of thing. <laughs> uh, he's he's over the hill, and the credits start rolling. This woman behind me older than me should have a very clear memory that Dick Cheney becomes vice president and also know by watching the trailers that in the movie Dick <clears throat> Cheney becomes vice president she turns to her husband and goes is that the end of the movie <laughs> and her husband goes no no it's not I mean he was kind of rude to her yeah. but she kind of deserved it for asking such a stupid question <laughs> yeah I was doing a theater walk and then like uh, I, I had known it had only like been an hour of runtime. and I'm like yeah Wait, what the fuck? No, what? it was honestly one of the funniest parts of the movie. I was dying. And the funny thing is that the the credits that they use are the credits of the actual <laughs> movie. Like, they, they say Christian Bale is Dick Cheney and everything. Yeah. So I could kind of see why she was slightly confused, but at the same time, read a room. Yeah. And also know a movie called Vice about the vice president should have Dick Cheney become vice president because he was vice president. <clears throat> anyway... What else you got? I also saw Double Indemnity, which is a noir film from 1944, directed by Billy Wildler. Wildler, Billy Wildler. (laughs) And uh, it's widely considered one of the best noir films ever made. And I have to agree. It was pretty, pretty good. I mean, if you can get past the... uh, the 1940s misogyny, which uh, which is just kind of the the times then. Yeah. Um, you know, watch it with the times in mind. It's a very good movie. Um, I'll have to give it a watch. I like me some noir. Yeah, it was, it was good. I highly I highly uh, recommend it. Um, then I saw Welcome to Marwin with Steve Carell, directed by uh, Robert Zemeckis. I did get to see um, a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. yeah nothing nothing spectacular. Um it's kind of sloppy at parts. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the uh the pacing and the editing, but you know, can't win them all. And then I saw Escape Room, uh mainly because my doppelganger's in there, Tyler Labine. Yeah. <laughs> uh and his name is Mike in it too, so <laughs> It was meant I mean, to be. Yeah, it's not like that's a super uncommon name, so it's not like a huge coincidence, but I just thought it was funny. They, they, uh, he introduced himself. I was like, "Hi, I'm Mike." I'm like, "Oh," and then he <laughs> yes, was a little. He was a little like me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Did he have this a bigger is... role than the uh, trailers actually gave? Yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Uh, he's he's uh, a lot bigger in the in the movie in general. Um, that it, you know that movie it wasn't bad. Like I, I enjoyed it, yeah. but it it, it runs uh, like twenty minutes too long, like. It has like a perfect ending, and then it just keeps going. Oh man! And I, I just hate it when movies <clears throat> do that. It, it felt like they were trying to set it up for a sequel way too hard. Escape and, Room Two, escaping. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was a pretty, you know, it could have been completely terrible, but it was a fun movie. I, I had a, a good time watching it. Interesting. And uh, yeah, so that is all I watched, other than the two movies for, you know. The episode. I was going to say this episode here. Yeah. Uh, so, I was actually planning on seeing two movies this weekend, but never got around to it. You know, the Aquaman and the Bumblebees. Oh, yeah. I heard Bumblebee is actually pretty good, and I guarantee you it's 100% because Michael Bay has very little to do with it. Yeah, we were, I think we're actually going to see it after this podcast. Uh, we're going to see either Bumblebee or Aquaman. I don't know which one yet. We still haven't decided, but... We're well, hearing good things about both, at least <clears throat> considering their previous material that yeah. they seem to be better than 
what the competition is there. Well, that's good. <laughs> Which I have the argument that people are like, oh man, it's 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 better than the rest of the movies. I'm like, there's not really a competition. Yeah, there. that's not that's not it's saying like, much. sure it could be good. <laughs> But saying it's better than the rest, it, yeah. it's not a competition. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that goes for both the Transformers movies and the yeah. the remain like the the current lineup of DC movies. Not talking about the Dark Knight or anything, yeah. but um, the DCEU. Yeah, let, you gotta let me know how those are because I've I might go see those at some point, but I'm not like I'm not dreading to go like, see them. I'm not dreading to go see them. But yeah, like, I, I kind of do. Yeah, just for just for the sake of it. That's good. But anyway, that's that's really all I've been up to. Yeah, yeah, same here. So uh, let's get into get into it, shall we? Get into let's, it. Let's start with when angels sleep. Germán, ¿ha salido ya? Se me está complicando la tarde, eh, cariño. Mi jefe me necesita. Ya, y tu hija también te necesita. Estás a 500 kilómetros. ¿Vas a Voy a coger un coche de la empresa. Cabrón, no se para. ocurre, caballero? Solo quiero llegar a mi casa y descansar. Usted no está para conducir. Si usted quiere arriesgar su vida es cosa suya, pero es un peligro para los demás. ¿Por dónde vas? Eh, todavía me queda. Está buena, ¿eh? Claro, Silvia. Paso, tía. ¡Que me dejes joder, déjame! ¿Cómo te pides este pato? Te lo juro, ¿eh? Silvia. But yeah, this is a Spanish movie directed by Gonzalo Bendala, which is a great name, uh, and it's about uh, I'm not, uh, this. The IMDb synopsis is pretty short, so I'm going to try to sum it up in my own words. Uh, pretty much, this uh, this businessman who is away for his daughter's birthday is trying to make it home uh, before his daughter's birthday is over. You know, the party's over and everything, but he's trying to make it home before midnight, essentially. So he drives a long distance back home uh, when he's tired and uh, keeps falling asleep at the wheel. And then uh, he has an accident and hits a woman walking in the street. Uh, Or does he? That's the real question. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the worst night of his life unfolds after that. Pretty much. Yeah. And what's... Worse is the IMDb synopsis. I mean, as short as it, it's literally a sentence. It says a CEO lives the worst night of his life after having a drive accident. Yeah, and uh, but, but first he's, off, he's not even a CEO. He's not a CEO. <laughs> he's he's got bosses. He's got people yelling at him, telling him what to do. So he's not a CEO. He's just yeah. a businessman. And then having a drive accident. I'm gonna just chalk this up to someone who, uh, uh, you know, better than us has. English as a second language, yeah, because uh, we don't speak any other language, so we can't really hold it against them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not a very good synopsis. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's just dive on into this. What what, uh, what do you have to say about this movie, Glenn? Um, I'll be honest. I watched this at four in the morning. Oh, uh, today. <laughs> <laughs> um, not like I had gotten a good amount of sleep, and this is like the first thing I did. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm awake. I might as well do it. I was gonna watch it last night, but I didn't. So yeah. here we are. Um, it seems to have a 5.4 out of 10 on the IMDb. Yeah, that's uh, pretty consistent throughout. It's got um, very in-the-middle reviews on Heaven of Horror. It's a 2 out of 5. 
Film af- film affinity, it's a 5.3 out of 10. IMDb, it's a 5.4 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's not even on there. So not enough not enough critics have seen it, um, which kind of took me off guard. Uh, I didn't really find any information about this movie other than it's on Netflix and the synopsis and all that. Um, yeah, it was a real real deep find that you got here. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it was it was in my suggestions for Netflix, so I guess that just goes to show you how Netflix's algorithm works. Um, but yeah, I didn't... I didn't really have a problem with this movie to give it like that kind of like an even half score, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, I was. I definitely thought it deserved at least maybe like a six or a seven or so. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe uh, even higher. I actually really liked this movie. Um, you know, at first I thought it, it kind of had like a slow start, um, but one thing like it, right off the bat, it establishes the characters like extremely well. Um, yeah. You know, right in the first five minutes, you know, Herman uh, her, her um, is, uh, you know, he's a pushover. He's he wants to do right for his family, but he, he's kind of, uh, you know, lets everyone walk all over him. And they have uh-huh. this really nice detail of when he's stuck in traffic, there's a fly in his car. And he like catches it on his finger and then like lets it out at the window. So like it, it shows that he wouldn't, literally would not even hurt a fly. Hurt to fly. Uh, and it, it it's done so <laughs> subtly that like even if you don't, if you're if you're not looking for something like that, you, you could probably miss it. And uh, the same thing with uh, the other main character, um, Sylvia. Uh, it's the the friend of the woman who gets hit by a car. We're not gonna say which car it is. Actually, <laughs> no, we got spoilers. So yeah, he, he, yeah he gets hit spoilers. by his car. But anyway, it establishes her character really well. You know, she's kind of a uh, troublemaker in her family. Um, she's a teenager. That's she's a teenager, but like right I mean, there. to the point where she pulls a knife on her family. Like not even. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a rebellious teen. Like, she's very she's rebellious teen. Overly rebellious, and you know her friends are pieces of shit. Not to say that what happens to them is, is deserved, but they are kind no. of pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, and I I was just really impressed with how you know the established the characters were established, and um, yeah, like you said, like I really don't understand what all the hate about this movie is. It's no, it does not deserve a score that low. It definitely, definitely higher. I mean, like yeah. I wasn't wasn't bored at all with this movie, even at four a.m. when I was freaking watching it. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, like, that that low is uh, pretty interesting. My guess is that it's not your typical thriller horror movie where it's all just like, you know, pounding music, just kind of dry drilling the point that it's supposed to be tense in your head. Like yeah, it, it's, it's a very or less quiet just movie. Yeah, it's a very quiet thriller drama where it builds tension without music. In my mind, I I thought it, I was I I realized like twenty minutes in that there was little to no music and it was just crazy intense pretty much the yeah. entire time. Um, if I had to, uh, you know, nitpick, the only thing that really kind of bothered me, but it makes sense. But the thing that bothered me is that the character of Sylvia, who's running from the businessman because he thinks she he's trying to kill her. Yeah. Uh, she's not listening to reason, but she's also high out of her fucking mind. <laughs> so it makes it makes sense, but it does kind of get a little old after a while. Yeah, considering like at least half the movie he's chasing this girl around and yeah, she's just really, and, not listening. And until he until the end, you think he is trying to help her. And I do believe that he is trying to help her. 
Yeah. Um, like he's trying to take her to the hospital. Her friend had already died. He's trying to take the the dead girl to the hospital too, because you know they're not they don't have cell phones rece- uh, reception. Um, and but he's also you know there there's the element where he was pulled over for swerving at night, and the police forced him to stay at a hotel, but he left the hotel. So there is that there is that element that you know he's not sure what's going to happen to him. So I kind of feel like he's going to dump him and run. Yeah, there's a lot thing. going on in his mind. Yeah, there, there's a hell of a lot going on in his mind. So he's not being completely honest to his wife, which is why uh, Sylvia overhears a conversation and it makes her suspicious. Um, and it's because, it's you know, he's he's running through things in his mind, like how will he get in trouble? You know, because he did kind of not listen to police officers and yeah, he didn't listen to police there's a possibility he ran somebody over yeah I mean, um, it, it is manslaughter yeah it is man i, well, I don't know what no, it would it be in spain is. in america it would be manslaughter <laughs> i don't know i don't know what the laws well, here in, in spain would be they have different rules with stuff like no, that know, with like neglect and stuff well he did explain um, it i don't know if he like he explained it correctly but he did explain it to sylvia at one point well, like, yeah, that that that's what makes me second guess myself because <laughs> you know He's still trying to help. He, it, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in other countries, you know, insurance was more corrupt and, like, they could get people off of things. And um, I'm not saying that that's what happened, but he is just saying, you know, nothing comes of it. I'm not going to get in trouble. It was an accident, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, she also doesn't know that the police had stopped him before, though. Um, and then... Also, in her mind, coked out of her mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, when she did uh, kind of witness like him hitting her, like she saw basically what looked like in her mind him swerving towards them to like yeah. actually try to hit them. So yeah, in her but mind, it was just, she was like, asleep on the table. This mofo's trying to kill me. Yeah, He's yeah. actually trying to murder. <laughs> and like it does have a good sense of mystery because in the flashbacks, you know, it's it's filmed in a way that it could have been his car, <laughs> it could not have been his car. So until it's revealed that there is actually blood on the hood of his car, you're not sure if he actually hit her or not. Yeah. Um, just because, like, the damage isn't as much as you think it would be to his car. Um, and and it, it's, it, it creates a good sense of mystery of did he actually hit her, did he not? Mm-hmm. Is it just a coincidence that he hit a bump and then when he turned around to see what it was, they were there? Um, so it, it really kind of builds mystery and, and tension really well that way. Um, I do have a note here that says, God damn stupid druggies. Because um, that, that was really the most frustrating part of it. Is, Seriously. Is, you know, she's in the middle of this terrifying situation and just snorts a whole bunch of cocaine. Yeah, she's like, like, is that really the smartest thing to do? I'm feeling sad. <laughs> Time to get glad. Yeah. Um, but like when when he real, when Herman realizes that he did hit her, like there is legitimate pain in his eyes. Like he throughout the majority of the the uh, movie up until that point, he was in doubt, and you know he's like, "There's no way I I hit her." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's no blood on the car or anything, and then he actually does see the blood on the car, and he, and he, you could tell that he is distraught. It's not just like yeah, now he feels hella bad. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> and then I also put maybe stop doing cocaine with your friends when your friends are lost. <laughs> uh, I put uh, <laughs> I'm actually surprised that it took him so long to snap. Yeah, I, no. I would have done it like just you know what, just fuck it, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna go through some of my. I, I had a lot of, of fun with these uh, 
these yeah, I, notes didn't, I didn't write too much because like I enjoyed the movie, but it wasn't oh, yeah. enough for me to like, nitpick or anything when, like when you're, that. When you're enjoying a movie, um, it's kind of hard to stop and take a note or anything. But I, uh, I put uh, cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> cocaine is um, a hell of a drug. I kept thinking of the why are you running meme. <laughs> Do you know which one I'm talking about? I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's a like I guess it's like an African movie or something, a TV show, and this woman's running away from a car, and the guy gets out of the car. And he's like, "Why are you running? Why are you running?" <laughs> I just kept thinking of that and it kept laughing. Um, but when when uh, you know they finally catch up, you think there's an understanding between them. She kind of she finally stops running, and then his wife calls. And when he says that he ran over a dog, that is like a great oh shit moment. It's like a like oh, he, he finally realizes, oh, yeah, he really like, did. <laughs> he finally realizes that you know he's really not going to get away with it. So he he just snaps and decides to be he's the person take it into his own hands. Exactly, he decides to be the person that his wife inadvertently told him to be. Like she didn't tell him to go out and kill people, but she was just like, "You need to stop letting people take over uh, take over your life and everything." Um, yeah. And then also, uh, you know, kind of self fulfilling prophecies. Like she already thinks you're a murderer, so why not just be a murderer and murder her? Um, the only other real note that I had was that uh, Julian Velegran, the guy who played uh, Herman, the mm-hmm. main character here, yeah. he looks like a mix of Ray Fiennes and Liam Neeson, like I a little Spanish version, and it's freaking me out. Oh yeah, I could mainly see that, but Ray Fiennes. Like I think it was the scene where he's like super distraught that he uh, finally realized, and then he's like got that emotional scene. I was like, that looks like Ray Fiennes so bad. Oh yeah, but I just loved how his character evolved throughout the movie. You know, oh, yeah. you were really on his side the entire time, and as terrible as it is, you're kind of on his side when he snaps too. Like, uh, not I, at the, least I was. I don't, I don't you'd know about obviously, you. <laughs> like, if it were real, you'd be like, this is fucked up. But in the yeah. sense of the movie, in the sense of the movie, you really just, like, you're tired of this girl who's not listening to reason. She's high out of her mind on cocaine. And whether inadvertently or, you know, on, it on purpose they really made her super annoying and you're just like okay just just kill her at this point <laughs> and it's terrible but it was, uh, it was probably on purpose because that, that's how they set her whole character up which is yeah. this rebellious so team you, you kind of want him to get away with it in, in a in a way yeah. um and you know he does get away <laughs> with it he he uh it jumps to you know uh a year later at his daughter's next birthday party and they He's watching the news, and the news comes on and says those two girls uh, were found dead, and uh, their boyfriends that they were with um, were sought as the uh, suspects of it. Yeah, the lead suspects. Yeah, so he really, in at least at that point, has gotten away with it. And the thing I love, his wife, the night that he comes home, finds... Uh, Sylvia's phone, or or it might have been uh, Estella's phone. I can't remember. It was uh, Sylvia's. Oh, Gloria, not not Estella. Um, it was Sylvia's because her mom called her. It was Sylvia. So he she finds her phone, and then the police come, and she just rolls with the lie. Mm-hmm. So like she she knows it happened, and is still sticking with him. So it it really kind of. I thought that was super interesting. I I, I don't know like what her character was thinking, but like she 
was oddly fine with it. And, you know, I, yeah. I felt like it worked. Um, it did kind of come out of husband was changing into the man that she wanted him to be. Or her even to though be. it was it, what? <laughs> probably the exact opposite. Yeah, but yeah, it really kind of made her made her character more dark and and uh, had like a more violent implication than maybe it was intended. But I, I yeah. that was really interesting to me. This movie is I, I really enjoyed it. I really don't understand what everyone's problems with it are I, a few reviews uh one here says poor movie doesn't make yeah, sense I was like, looking it, at that one like it, it makes, makes sense. sense like what what uh what doesn't make sense about it like it's a pretty simple plot is nothing yeah. super complicated um so i'm really not understanding everyone's problem with this movie no, it's, I, it's I, a good movie yeah definitely a solid recommend when you're looking for a deep dive into that netflix netflix account of yours and you yeah. don't know what to watch and it's not uh also, did you watch it in Spanish? I watched it in Spanish. I did. Yeah, it, it okay. started with uh, yeah, the it English dub. With the English dub, and I'm like, oh. And then uh, yeah, I switched it over as soon as that <laughs> happened. I was like, because no. they had they had the neighbor. I think it was the neighbor. They had him sound like Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I was like, yeah. what? Whoa. <laughs> he definitely did. Vale, por favor, oiga. You know, this movie gets shit on all over the place, and then segue. We have movies like Bird Box. <laughs> That's a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're talking about Bird Box now. Yeah. Oh, well, do you have anything else to say about uh, Cuando Los Angeles Duermen? No. Cuando. No, I have nothing else to say. It was a good movie. Solid. Yeah. Solid. So let's get into Bird Box. feeling have you been sleeping any better oh rough then again i never slept well before i was condition condition it's called pregnancy it's okay to say it out loud something's happened can you just please drive did you see something The uh, Netflix original movie, uh, directed by Susan, I'm assuming that's Beer, if it's Bear. Yeah, it is Beer. It's Beer. Directed by Susan Beer, uh, and stars Sandra Bullock, Trevante Rhodes, and John Malkovich. Ooh. And the, uh, the plot of this oh, good old movie is five years after an ominous unseen presence drives most of society to suicide, a mother and her two children make a desperate 
bid to reach safety. So much better yeah. than the uh, synopsis IMDb gave uh, When Angels Sleep. Well, I mean, When Angels Sleep doesn't even have a Rotten Tomato score, <laughs> so. So, uh, obviously, I picked this movie because uh, it was being memed and just went viral for oh, yeah, it's, the most ridiculous reasons in the world. Yeah, it, it's, so I figured, uh, let's let's give it a gander. Let's I, think, I think that was a good choice. Uh, that's kind of why I threw it second, because, yeah, you know. Yeah, let's see this movie that where they, they can't see in the movie. <laughs> so this movie this movie really just jumps on into it like no setup no nothing it's just like oh you're gonna go down this river to find us <clears throat> wear your blindfolds at all times blah 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 etc uh kind of a sloppy intro in my opinion yeah it, li- it's, listen right off the bat and this is what killed me they they set up who the characters were in the boat and then you know that nobody else that is going to be throughout the beginning of this movie is going to be with them. Like, sure, there's a possibility, but, like, we already have the three characters that we're going to see at the end of the movie. Yeah. And we know pretty much everybody else is dead. And and it's, it's, yeah, so there's really no tension at that point. They immediately get rid of all tension. Yeah. And and, um, the fact that the boy and girl are named boy and girl is ridiculous. Like, I know they're trying to make her seem detached and, uh, you know, show that she is trying to at least have the facade that she doesn't have care about these kids. Yeah, but Um, then the rest of the movie, she's communicating with people. She's, like, being, like, a household with these people. And, like, mm -hmm. so, like, the fact that she's being unhinged from these kids and just calling them boy and girl instead of giving them actual names. Meanwhile, you got her... Actually, like being a part of a whole family unit, not family unit, but like a society of this house. Yeah. It's kind of redundant. It's very redundant. Like, like it doesn't show that she cares the way she does throughout the rest of the movie. You know, you know, she's not she's pregnant, but she doesn't really want to have the kid. Yeah. But also, it doesn't show you enough where she would just name him boy and girl. And honestly, like uh, this is based on a book uh, written by Josh Mollerman, and uh, it's probably the same way in the book. But like when you read someone being called boy and girl, it doesn't. It's not as laughable as when you hear someone calling them boy and girl mm-hmm. consistently, not just like every now and then. Just like she says it quite a bit. She's like, "Boy, girl, where are you?" It's just, it's laughable. You know, it, it's, I know it's not supposed to be. It's not a comedy. It's yeah, drama, horror, sci-fi, according to IMDb. <laughs> and and it, it just, it's, it seemed, it felt lazy. Like, there's, you could have named them something and shown that she was detached. Like, you could have named them, like, water and, and, and tree. <laughs> and that would have been just as detached as calling them boy and girl. Yeah, well, they, they um, waited until the end of the movie to give them actual names. and that, uh, that Which was completely, and, it was completely predictable what they yeah. were going to be called at the end. And then, of course, you didn't feel anything as soon as, like, she did. Like, yeah. you're like, okay, I kind of saw that coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so the two kids, uh, boy is Sandra Bullock's kid, and then girl is another pregnant woman's kid who dies essentially right after she gives birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and she names the she names girl in the end Olympia after her mom. Is it Olivia? Olympia, like uh, like the uh, was that Olympus? her name? Yeah, Olympia. <laughs> I thought it was Olivia the whole time. <laughs> no, no, Olympia. I watch with subtitles because oh no. Um, and and so. Yeah, that's cute and all, but 
the mom said she wanted to name her daughter uh, Ella, like it's Cinderella. Like C- Cinderella, yeah. Yeah. And like that would have been, that's who we thought it was going to be eventually. So I guess that wasn't so predictable as, you know, naming boy Tom was. But uh, like, I, I feel like it would have been more impactful if they named her the name that her mom wanted her to have, you yeah. know? Uh, otherwise, what's the point of that fucking comment? You know, <laughs> like it's it's just it, that 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 scene where she talks about what she wants to name them is it, it's pointless. Just, that, there's no no reason for it at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this movie felt a lot like The Happening, uh, and while I admit I like The Happening, it is a bad movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I connected um, with I connected this movie more with the happening. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is a this is quiet place," or like naming all, all these other horror movies. I'm like, "No, this is no, it's this the is happening. Pretty much the happening. It's, it's the literally happening. the happening." <laughs> yeah, like if I were M Night Shyamalan, I'd think about making a, a lawsuit or something. Yeah. Um, but it's it's you know it was just so unintentionally comical, like when everyone's like running around and there's explosions happening behind them. It, it's shot in such a way that just kind of made me laugh. And it's just, it's awkward and I don't know. It, it yeah. just felt I mean, very, some, some of it felt awkward. I, I felt like, like this, the ones, the ones where like she was jumping in the car that was on fire. I was like, Ooh, Oh, all right. Yeah. That, that, was, there was, there was, that certain, was good. There were certain ones they did that were, that were yeah, fine. Like, like when uh, Sandra Bullock's sister uh, played by Sarah Paulson dies. Mm-hmm. That was really impactful too, but like pr- pretty much anyone other than main characters, whenever they died, it was just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just a sick motherfucker, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I I just it was it didn't have the impact that I felt like it was trying to have on me. Yeah. Um, but this movie, uh, as you can tell, we've been saying a lot of names like Trevante Rhodes, John Malkovich, uh, Sarah Paulson. Uh, this movie's filled with a lot of cast of oh hey it's him or oh, oh hey it's her guy. yeah. Like they got Jackie Weaver, Rosa Salazara, Danielle McDonald, Lil Rel Howery, Tom Hollander, Machine Gun Kelly, also known as Colson Mach- Baker. Seriously, Machine Gun or Machine Gun Kelly, Machine Gun Kelly. Where the fuck? He was terrible, by the what? way. <laughs> and then BD like, Wong was also in it from Jurassic Park. BD Wong. Yeah, I don't um, know where. So like. I know every single person in this cast, which mm-hmm. makes it that much more of a movie and not some not as much of an immersive experience. You know, um, pretty much the only people I didn't know were boy and girl. Everyone else I've seen somewhere, uh, and I know that you know it's my job to suspend dis- disbelief. But when you're seeing John Malkovich and just thinking of him getting in the head with a beer can and being John Malkovich. It's kind of hard to get into the movie, um, so I wasn't a huge fan of the casting. You, although you just, I do, I do like all of like, them separately. Hey there, fuck face. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> just waiting uh, for stuff like that. And it's, but this this movie is kind of filled with a lot of improbabilities too. Uh, my friend Alex Bird wanted me to talk about this. Uh, they go down the river blindfolded for forty eight hours and. Barely crash or tip over at all, yeah, and I when mean, the even when in, they go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, you know when when they do, it's like resolved immediately. Like like uh, boy falls out of the the boat at one point and gets picked up fifteen seconds later. Yeah, nobody uh, gets hurt or anything like that. They're just the yeah. sopping wet. Yeah, then they their boat gets tipped over in the rapids, and guess what? They find them in like thirty seconds. Find boy and girl in thirty seconds, and then 
They are within walking distance of the place they were supposed to be. How convenient. <laughs> the, the whole, I mean, I'll say this one first, but the, even in the radio transmission, they even said, hey, we've lost people to this. So yeah. <laughs> be careful. You're going to need some people. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like the, you remember that whole bell scene in the woods? I feel like this would yeah. have been the scene that would have made that more impactful because she, the girl could have gotten lost, uh, had to like mosey on somewhere. And then like, it's just boy and, uh, Sandra Bullock. And then when she uses that bell, that would have been more impactful than that whole scene in the woods. In my, I'm, I'm not sure what, uh, you're talking about. Can you clarify? I'm sorry. All right. So you remember the bell? She gave her a bell. Yeah. All right. So the scene in the woods where Sandra Bullock loses boy and girl. Yeah. And and then the monsters are like, hey, take your blindfolds off, kids. Mm-hmm. Just take your blindfolds. It would have been more impactful if the bell was used during the the river part when they flipped over. So girl oh, yeah, yeah. would have gotten lost in the woods somewhere trying to, trying to find them after the whole flipping. And then that mm-hmm. bell would have been used. That would have been more impactful than the whole scene in the woods. Oh, yeah. I, to, I, I, I would agree opinion. with that. Absolutely. And how long does it take them to take off their goddamn blindfolds? There's like a two-minute sequence where they're trying to take off their blindfolds, and Sandra Bullock's like trying to persuade them not to. My whole problem with this movie is kind of how it was shot. Too much information is revealed to us. Like, when you see... There's a scene in the grocery store where they hear someone pounding on the, the, um, the loading dock door... And he's, like, begging to come in. But then you see, like, from his perspective, his hand and everything. And you're like, oh, it is a human. You know, They didn't really toy with the idea that these creatures can mimic voices and and trick people into there believing. There wasn't a lot of lore behind the creatures either. It was there just, wasn't. Hey, here's, here's the creatures. They're yeah, mocking people and they're murdering you. Yeah, and it, it's, it changes perspective too often. Kind of like in... You see too much when they're blindfolded for us to really feel suspense, you know? Like, you know they're going to be fine with where they're walking. First of all, they're way too good at walking with blindfolds on. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess maybe you would be after doing it for five years, but it, it just, it it didn't feel natural. It felt, like, super rehearsed and, and well thought out, and um, which, I mean, it was super rehearsed and well thought out, but it's, it, it just... It did not have much suspense and, and kind of comparing it to when angels sleep, the lack of music in when angels sleep added tension, yeah. but bird box overcompensates with music where it's just like, Oh, this is intense enough. We need to add like a swell and, and, and all of that. And it just, it detracts more than it, it, uh, adds, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I guess going back to like what the monsters can and can't do, like when Tom uh, Hollander's character, that 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 whole thing had me really confused, man. Mm-hmm. Like so, well, Tom he, Hollander's character, you said? Yeah. yeah. Um, Although he, Gary. I thought he was the best actor in the entire movie. Oh, he not, usually, not that usually they were is. bad. Yeah, not that they were bad, but the writing was so bad that it kind of made everyone feel super weak acting wise i know i know it's they're working the best with what they have but like nothing felt natural uh it all felt like acting um instead of i had a couple of 
a couple of dots for for his character. Sure. Um, the first one being like I'm confused about like what the monsters can and can't do, like as far as uh, or mainly can do. So they they have basically I guess possessed this guy and then I guess let him go and let him have like free will and then repossessed him or. Like he wanted to see them again. Yeah, like no one else had that where yeah. uh, where they, they could change it to be able he, to persuade people. Yeah, he basically became a secret agent or like a double yeah. agent, and then uh, then there was the whole scene after that. Um, yeah, everyone else was possessed, and they were just like, "Come see them!" Like right away, he made up this whole elaborate story that he was being chased by those people. Um, so yeah, why was he the only one that could do that? So, so there's there's that for me, and then I have another one. Like I wish, uh, I wish they would have instead of like the illustrations that Tom Hollander's character did for the monsters. I wish they would have at least when you see through the points of views the people who are like possessed. I get I don't even know a better word to describe it. Was possessed um, by these things. I wish they would have shown the monsters through their eyes. That way, like in, instead of the people who can't see them or like aren't seeing them like they're just invisible but when you see them through the people who can see them i wish they like would have gave like at least like a figure or something not like the actual monster itself but instead of just illustrations but uh that's just that's me um and then there's a moment of tension between uh tom hollander's character and uh trevante's character where like they've got a shotgun pointed at trevante oh my god yeah and like you know, you already know what's gonna happen, even though like the guns pointed at Trevante, and like you're just like the guns pointed at Trevante, and Tom Hollander has his finger on the trigger. Yeah. Yet somehow they're too lazy to come up with a way to make it have sense, so they cut to another a room, and you just hear a gunshot. Somehow, Trevante Rhodes got the gun and killed and Tom somehow, Hollander. Somehow got out of that. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> I, have, I, I had a lot of nitpicks with, like, like you said, Tom Hollander was the best part of mainly this one of the best parts of this movie. Yeah. Tom, I would say Tom some, Hollander and Sarah Paulson were my favorite parts. Yeah, but like for some reason, the scenes they gave him, like they just, like when he stabbed John Malkovich in the chest, uh, those were, and at least in my eyes, bad blood effects. Those were su- yeah. super runny blood. Super su- like super corny and runny and yeah um and we've we've had experience with that but yeah and then like the point where the part where he pries uh jackie weaver's eyes open yeah that was honestly like the most intense part of the entire movie like Mm -hmm. so the entire he was the best part of the movie like he he made the movie better for the 15 20 minutes he was in it yeah i think that's that's all i got for tom holland and hollander character but uh yeah, man. I'll, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, it, it's just I, my biggest problem with this is probably the cinematography. It it it's shot in a way that gets rid of any tension. I said that before, but it's like it's all wide shots when it should be close ups. Like whenever Sandra Bullock has the blindfold on and is trying to find something, it should be close up on her so you don't see anything. Or or like cut to see like to where she needs to be and then have her walk past it. But like, no, they have these super wide shots and then she immediately goes to where she needs to go. And there, there's no, there's no tension building. Uh, 
it's sloppy. There's this part where this girl, uh, where girl puts on a rope around her waist because she's going to go try to help Mallory, which is Sandra Bullock's character. And it looks like she's going to put on a noose for a second. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is she killing herself? And then it's just, it's just really sloppy. And, and it, it's, it, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to check to see if this, uh, cinematographer has made anything else. Cause I just was not impressed. I mean, it looks good, but it, it, the the choices of uh, cinematography or shots is is not that good, and uh, he did Spider Man Homecoming and Everest. So compared to those two movies, this is real sloppy. Uh, I I was just not impressed with that. And that might have been a directorial thing, and yeah. not so much director of photography. But like many conflicts that they have and impending threats are they're just resolved super quickly. Like nothing. Yeah. Nothing is built up and then takes time. It, it's yeah, just not like enough oh, actual tension there. Yeah, it's like oh, it, it's it felt like every chapter of the book had a impending threat or or conflict, and then was uh you know, it was fixed within that chapter, and then they just did that in the movie too. And it uh, it just yeah, I was just not a fan. Yeah. It was okay. I mean, but. You know, kind of like with the haunting of Hill House, with how much people were talking this movie up, it was just yeah, it was super disappointing. Overhyped. Yeah, um, I got a couple more. Uh, I kind of go through real quick. So, yeah, like, go for it. It kind of fast forwards like years after the whole situation started, and then like uh, it's just basically it's boy girl uh, Trevante Rhodes and Sandra Bullock, yeah. and tre- <laughs> I don't know what meal plan they're on, but Trevante Rhodes is still fucking jacked after like four or five years after. He's he's eating purely uh, <laughs> venison that he hunts by himself, by hand. And eats the whole thing <laughs> by himself. And he, he's got like his beard all shaped up still instead oh, yeah. of like a scraggly. I mean, listen, good for him, man. He's, he's still looking after himself. But if you're going to put me in a movie where it's a dystopia and yeah, fucking make it look like a dystopia and you're eating canned food my man should have a beard and should lose weight. Uh, I yeah, mean, they have power and water service the entire time yeah, too. There's like, there's there was no physical change to these people after five years or the landscape. There's yeah. nothing changed other than the road being riddled with bodies and cars. And like this and is obviously the first idea. That's like like a yeah. I am legend where like it's New York overgrown. There's like, mm-hmm. no, they're just in the woods. And and could kind of going back to the showing too much thing, could you imagine how intense the scene where they black out the windows and drive to the grocery store would be if it only stayed in the car? Yeah. And this is kind of a it's kind of a problem with having straight to Netflix movies where you know the majority of people aren't gonna watch it with surround sound. Because they could have really worked with sound design there. Yeah, they could have. Where, where like it stays in the car and you just hear noises behind you, next to you, in front of you, all of that, and you the people are just reacting. And and even with like the new uh, the new sound systems that have the speakers overhead, you could you could have it come that way. And the, I was just thinking how great that scene would have been if it was just stayed in the car and it was surround sound. Um, I mean, to so be I fair, guess they, if they if they worked with this movie a little bit more, it like would have had potential to be pretty good. Like, yeah, it's it's a it decent would story. Have had potential to be like, I mean, I, I know you enjoy the happening. I haven't seen it since it came out, but they uh, could I have enjoy because it's bad. Of, an, yeah. <laughs> of the happening, I enjoy it because it's bad. And what people don't often admit does have pretty good in, uh, imagery, but it's yeah. it is a bad movie. <laughs> and 
but I also acknowledge that it's probably meant to be bad because M. Night Shyamalan, even before it came out, was meant said it was meant to be like an homage to B movies. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah, this movie. If they if they spent like another couple of months or at least like a year just on the script and polishing it a little bit, this movie could have been really good. Yeah, and, and especially I'm sure it's in theaters near me. Everything's freaking in theaters near me. Apparently. Yeah, it was in Philly for a while. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, that would have been great. Um, and then uh, towards the end, that scene I was talking about in the woods where uh, they're they're near this this uh, this place, this safe haven. And they talk about how there's like birds that chirp like they'd be like, hey, when you know you're getting close, you'll hear a lot of birds. Uh, that's how you know. And like they're right outside the place, basically, like when they're all separated and you don't hear a single goddamn bird until after like they overcome the the monsters and find each other yeah like they they sh- but the whole the whole point of the birds chirping was to let them know that these, there's the things nearby and they don't chirp the whole time these things are nearby so that like that that killed me a little bit inside yeah yeah um uh, i feel like they i have a couple more just a few more i feel like the ending was played way too safe and also why is there a school for the blind in the middle of the woods that's just me they made it seem like, uh, granted, I could see this probably being better in the book. They did establish that there were, like, gangs of people that would, like, hunt other people down. Mm-hmm. So I could see them wanting to avoid the road. Yeah. But they also did not establish that yeah. well enough. They didn't establish, oh, you got to stay off the road to <laughs> avoid these gangs. They just they established that those gangs exist. They didn't establish anything else, really. Uh, t- uh, not Tom Hollander. Uh, Trevante Rhodes. His character like kind of makes a sacrifice for these uh, for Sandra Bullock boy and girl to like get mm-hmm. away, and for like a glimpse of a moment, like he mentions that he had military training for a, like glimpse of a moment. You get to see like his military training, mm-hmm. but it's all basically wasted like immediately, because uh, obviously he's got his blindfold off to to take care of business, yeah, and then it shoots himself in the, the goddamn brain. Yeah, actually chin up, chin up, big boy. It's it's uh that's that's really the the two main things I have to say is that the actors did not have much to work with and therefore it kind of felt like they were phoning it in and then conflicts are resolved way too quickly so there, it doesn't have much time for tension to be built and that's ultimately where I feel like this movie kind of fails and is uh. lackluster. And then the last thing I have to say about this movie is that the reason I feel like this movie is unforgivable is because I had to see MGK's ass. Oh, yeah. Is it uh, Machine, Machine Gun, Gun Kelly? Kelly. I, I'm, I'm not hipping with it, so I didn't know. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Colson Baker. <laughs> Colson Baker, yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah, that's, that whole thing was unforgivable. You, you, you line you line up this like relationship thing, like oh, it's never gonna happen, and then it does happen. Yeah, and then you make me see Machine Gun Kelly's ass. I didn't even know who he was until he did like a that song about Eminem. Yeah, which Most honestly, the fact the fact that people do. I don't even know what it's called when they do songs that just talk shit on another rapper. It's a, a diss track. Uh, yeah, diss tracks are kind of just a stupid thing and need to be stopped. I think it was mainly opinion. a marketing thing. Oh, for him, absolutely. Yeah. 
But like with with uh, Drake and Meek Mills, like why? Who cares? Who gives a shit what you think about someone else? Like, yeah, I don't I don't understand it. That's I just don't understand <laughs> hip hop in general. But you know, that's, that's just a whole topic. My almost thirty year old self. Um, so <laughs> let's let's see. Um, I know we just ripped this movie apart, but I mean, I didn't have the worst time with this movie. I feel like it obviously could have been better. No, no, it was no Haunting of Hill House, but granted, it also wasn't 10 hours long. No, it so. wasn't. We just ripped it apart, but obviously, we wanted to shut the people who were overhyping this shit down so hard. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, it wasn't I, a terrible so movie, that, but like, like why, why overhype movies that aren't as good as they should be? I don't even like it when, like, the Oscars overhype movies. Um, and those movies <laughs> somewhat deserve it. I, I just yeah. I prefer it when people are given the chance, but like, hey, you should check this out. It's I really enjoyed it. That's yeah. all you need to say. Um, and then you can have a more in depth conversation after you watch it. But like people, it is very memeable, so I'll give it that. Um, yeah. The the whole blindfold thing, and Netflix had to release a statement saying to not do the bird box <laughs> challenge. Honestly, let people do the bird box challenge as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. If they hurt themselves, fucking the Darwin effect. Like, what they, is that? Them <laughs> blindfolding themselves? Yeah, people are blindfolding themselves and doing stupid shit. Like, well, yeah, Darwinism. Darwinism. That's yeah. I didn't know about that. So Jesus Christ. Yeah, ne- I didn't know about it until Netflix <sighs> released a statement to not do it. <laughs> oh my god. Um. But that's, that's all. That's, that's all I got. That's, that's all I've got too. Yeah, it's just uh, mediocre. Mediocre. Listen to me. We are going on the trip now. It's going to be rough. Hold on. If you hear something in the woods, you tell me. If you hear something in the water, you tell me. Under no circumstance are you allowed to take off your blindfold. Did you hear that? The creatures. So, let's get into the judgments, Glenjamin Button. Let's start with When Angels Sleep. What do you have to say? Uh, what, what do you think uh, about it, When Angels I, Sleep? I actually want you to go first for this okay. one. Okay. So, does When Angels Sleep or Quando de los Angeles, whatever, Quando, um, <laughs> When Angels Sleep, uh, does it deserve to go on the shelf? I really enjoyed it. Honestly, more so than I really thought, especially after seeing the 5.4. It, it's, it did start off slow and kind of was repetitive, but at the end, I was digging this movie. Um, and I like kind of showing people movies that don't get as much credit as they deserve and and are overshadowed by other movies like Bird Box. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not that you can really compare the two, but, uh, you know, most... People have not seen When Angels Sleep, according to Rotten Tomatoes, not enough to even have a score. So I like my whole thing is whenever I think about this shelf, I want to put movies on there, A, that really deserve it and B, deserve more credit than they get. Than they get. So I will say, yes, it should go on on the shelf. And that's my reason. 
Oh no. Oh no. Not the breath. Uh, See, so you got me here. I'm I'm on the line. Like like both feet are on the line and I don't know which way to step. Mm. Backwards no. backwards, I don't put it on the shelf. Uh mainly that's not me saying that I'm going to step backwards. It's yeah, no, I, 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 you're setting it up. <laughs> um, backwards. I, I thought this movie was good. Um, but then again, I didn't put that movie last week on the shelf and I feel like I should have, but, uh, and I feel like this movie, it's hard to tell, man. It's really hard. And then forwards, it was it, like everything you just said, it was really good. Uh, it deserves more credit than it should get. And man, am I am I stuck on this line so hard? I'm gonna step. <laughs> I'm gonna step forward. Woo! All right. I'm glad you did. Uh, and c- kind of going back about the endless. Uh, I that's the movie you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The endless. W- after like six months, or like every twenty twenty five episodes or something, we should have like a, a catch up episode where we kind of go back over what's on the shelf, what didn't make the shelf, and and re rejudge, re give it after a chance. time. Yeah, but we'll we'll do that later. But so as of now, when angels sleep makes it onto the shelf along with all the other movies that you know. There's too many now that I really want to name. Um, <laughs> So yeah, let's move on to Bird Box. Uh, that's a hard no for me, and that's all I'm going to say about it. I feel like I said everything I need to. I'm on the lines, man. I'm on the lines. If I take a step forward, uh, that means I don't have a blindfold on, and I'm going to kill myself. So I'm going to step back. That does not belong on the shelf. Fuck off, Bird Box. Fuck off. <laughs> so Bird Box unanimously does not make it onto the shelf. <laughs> And you know, if it's, you it's memes are really funny, but it does not deserve yeah, to be on the shelf. We we tore this movie up, but I really just want to reiterate: if you love this movie, love this movie. Don't listen yeah. to us. Like, love like what we, you we love. even said that it wasn't as bad as like we were giving it shit for. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, yeah. I, I that that's kind of my whole thing with Keystone Film Review. I want to let people know what I think. Shed more light on movies that deserve more light but also let people know to make their own opinions. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Bird Box, uh, I'm sorry that we spoiled it for you, but we did give you that warning. Uh, watch it and make your own opinion. Same with When Angels <laughs> Sleep. If you were one of the people, one of the 50% of people that don't seem to like this movie, whatever. Um, you know, Don't listen to the people on the internet tell you what to think. Do You do you, boo-boo. You do you. So... When Angel Sleep makes it onto the shelf, Bird Box does not, but we got two more movies for next week. Glenn, what movie have you picked for us to watch Netflix? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> next Believe week. it or not, it's not on Netflix. Neither. So. I, I went out of my way to pick one I, not on I Netflix. I did too. So. I did too. Um, so I had checked your letterbox and I didn't see that you uh, saw this movie, so hopefully you didn't, unless you just missed it for some reason. So this one is going to be a little, little bit of a jump, exactly 20 years now. From today, not today, but this year, twenty years ago, there was a movie that Sam Raimi directed. Mm. Stars Bridget Fonda, Billy Bob Thornton, and Bill Paxton. It is called A Simple Plan. A Simple Plan. A Simple Plan. Not the uh, not the uh, two thousand. How could this happen to me? Not that one. No, no, no. I no, made no. my mistakes. <laughs> Uh, and that is going to be on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. All it looks, right. It says it's included with Prime, so we don't have to pay uh, Jack. 
cool. squat. Um, cool. Simple plan. Three diverse characters, for the most part, intellectually challenged, find a deserted plane with a bag full of millions or of millions of dollars inside. They devise a simple plan to keep the money. If no one claims it, of course, nothing turns out simple. Hmm. Uh, have you seen this movie? I have not. You have not. You just made sure I that I didn't. I went out of my way to think that we shouldn't go on Netflix and that we both haven't seen it. Okay. So, uh, if I'm honest, I don't know. Have you seen... I, I want to make sure you haven't seen the movie that I picked before I, I solidify that. I, I had like um, two or three. So, like, that's the one I picked. So, hit me with them. Hit okay. me with what you got. Have you seen Hereditary? <laughs> I have. You have seen Hereditary? Yes. Well, shit. You know what? Fuck it. I want to talk about it anyway. We're going to do Hereditary. Okay. That's uh, on uh, Amazon, right? That is on Amazon. Correct. Uh, so that is directed, written and directed by Ari Aster, starring Tony. Oh, I hit my mic. You know starring this, Tony. Actually, this actually works out because Kier did want to see it. Perfect. So uh, starring Tony go. Collette, Alex Wolf, Gabriel Byrne, and Millie <laughs> Shapiro. After a family matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel dark secrets. <laughs> so, uh, Hereditary is the other movie. We got A Simple Plan and Hereditary. Both are on Amazon Prime. Uh, and you know what? I'm excited to rewatch Hereditary. I haven't seen it since it was in theaters, so. Me too, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to I, it. I think I remember texting you that day and be like, oh, oh my God. You know, I remember that now. I kind of, I shouldn't have picked it. But you know what? I'd rather watch this than the backup one I had, so. Well, um, uh, well, were you going to pick it for next week? or? Uh, no, we'll, we'll see. Wanna, we'll see. throw it in my face? <laughs> I'll throw it in your face after we stop recording. Oh, okay. okay. Just okay. to not confuse people. But that is it for this week's movies. Uh, join us next week again when we talk about Hereditary and a Simple Plan. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Keystone, on Instagram, at... Keystone underscore film underscore review. We're also on Facebook, Keystone Film Review, although we don't really post much on there. And then on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Boy. Girl. Girl. Mallory! <laughs> <laughs>